In the Lab, a Texans podcast that takes a different look at things. Drew Doherty and John Harris have their lab coats and goggles on and the Bunsen burners burning. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into the In the Lab podcast for this first week in February. I'm your host, John Harris, and typically I would have my man Drew Doherty with me, but I traveled to Mobile solo. And I had an opportunity to be at the Senior Bowl, and man, what a week it was. And I had an opportunity to catch up with a number of different players here in Mobile. A lot of local guys that had a chance to catch up with. I caught up with Zion McCullough from Sam Houston, Leon O'Neill from out of Texas A&M, out of the Cypress area, Jalen Petrie, the safety, all Big 12 safety. Uh, at Baylor, who's out of Stafford High School. Spencer Burford's a San Antonio native who played at UTSA uh, that had a great, great season. And then a quarterback from out of Victoria East High School who started his career at HBU and then in 2021 decided he was transferring to Western Kentucky and had arguably the greatest college passing season of all time. That's Bailey Zappi. I was working in Mobile. Working in Mobile, talking to a lot of local guys, and then guys that, you know what, I think they could be really good Texans. Well, here's one, and he gave me an answer in this interview that I was like, what? You just don't hear running backs nowadays talk about, well, you know, I watched this guy growing up, this guy growing up. I really liked Arian Foster. Well, Rashad White from out of Arizona State, is one of my favorite prospects in the draft, and he said just that. Growing up, the guys that he liked watching included one Arian Foster, but I had to start off asking him, you're running back, but you do more than that. No, here's Rashad White down in Mobile. All right, hanging out with Rashad White. Running backs slash what else can you do, Rashad White, because it seems on the field like you can do pretty much anything. Um, I mean... It's kind of like, I mean, I, I, I can return, uh, catch the ball out the backfield. Um, I could kind of, like you said, uh, just try to focus on being able to have no weakness in my game, uh, do anything a coaching staff need me to do. So, When the first time I saw you, I thought you were a receiver. Is that the wrong thought? Uh, I know. I mean, I get that a lot. You know, I get that often. Uh, I get that question, like I said, a lot. Uh, a lot of people, you know, things like that, body frame, stuff like that, they just think like, oh, yeah, you know, and just how, uh, you know, great everybody value my catching ability. Like, so. That's okay. don't, don't get it wrong. Don't get me wrong. I think you're a whale of a running back, and I think you've got tremendous speed. You showed that yesterday during the senior bowl. What is it you want to show these NFL scouts and obviously everybody in this building right now? What do you want to show them? Um, I mean, I really just go out there. I want to have fun, uh, just kind of be myself. And, uh, I mean, just show them that, you know, I really enjoy, love the game. Uh, you know, I play with a lot of passion, and, you know, I'm going to compete every day. Is there somebody that you model your game after? I mean, I watch you, and I think, boy, could, that could be the next Debo Samuel. Who's the type of guy you like watching and model your game after? Uh, I mean, really, I just kind of try to be myself. But, like, guys I like watching, I mean, Le'Veon Bell. I like watching Arian Foster. Uh, you're a Houston Texans guy. Like, so I like, I like watching Arian Foster growing up and, and Le'Veon Bell, i say the most. I like the way you pandered to the crowd, so to speak, with Arian Foster one. Last thing, draft night. Have you thought about the outfit? You thought about what you're going to wear draft night? Uh, no, nah, I haven't thought about that yet, honestly. But, you know, uh, it's going to be something stylish. It's going to be something, you know, it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. So, you know, it'll be, I'll be fly. Of course, you know, I want to absolutely know what a guy's fit's going to be on draft night. I mean, 
especially if they're out in Las Vegas. Now, I don't know if Rashad's going to be out in Las Vegas, but I have him in my Harris 100, so I think he's going no later in day two. And I think he really impressed on day one out here in Mobile. He hit 21.5 miles an hour. the third fastest time. He broke an inside zone run, split a gap, and he was off to the races. And I'm telling you, there were some serious jets from number three, Rashad White from out of Arizona State. All right, our next guy, our next guest, was the Jim Thorpe Award winner playing for the Cincinnati Bearcats. Now, if you said that to a lot of people, hey, somebody's going to win the Jim Thorpe Award from the University of Cincinnati, they go, well, Sauce Gardner, right? Well, no, it was Sauce Gardner's teammate, Kobe Bryant. He is just a wonderful young man. I had a really fun time talking to him. We chatted a few minutes before and then a little bit afterwards. He had a really strong showing down in Mobile. I think he's going to end up in the Harris 100 top 75 at a minimum, maybe higher. I don't know that I love this defensive back class, the cornerback class in particular, but I really like a lot about Kobe Bryant. He backed it up. Here's Kobe Bryant, Jim Thorpe Award winner down in Mobile. Kobe, it was a heck of a year for the Bearcats. Let's talk about that first. The fact you guys get all the way to the playoff. What did it mean to campus, to you, to the team, to get all the way to the semifinal this year? Uh, just me being a leader, you know, it, it felt, it was blessed, you know, me coming back as a fifth year. You know, that's what you come back for, you know, the younger guys stepping up, just everyone being on the same page, you know, going to bat for each other. The brotherhood that we have is, it was special, so it was definitely a great experience. A lot of people that watch Cincinnati know you're on one side, Sauce Gardner's on the other. I imagine there's some competition, but some love, some family there. What's the thought about the, the two of you playing together, but now going to the NFL, playing separate? Oh, that would be, be the best thing ever, you know, if me and him get a chance to play with each other. That, that's That would be just meant to be, you know, that's just God's plan, you know, God's willing. But, you know, I, I'm extremely excited for him in his future. You know, he's a great player. He's capable of a lot of a, a lot of great things. You know, I'm, I'm extremely excited for him. That's my little brother. I'm extremely proud of his growth from day one up until now. So, once you get to the NFL, what are the fans going to see? What are people going to find out about you, Kobe Bryant, the player? Alpha male, a hard worker. You know, passionate about the game, and most importantly, a leader. You know, I'm a leader no matter if I'm a rookie or third year in the NFL. So, it's the best trait you've got: football IQ, speed, toughness. Coach yourself an alpha male, leadership. What's your best football trait? I would say football IQ, leadership, and ball skills. You know, you know, certain things you just can't teach, and I feel like those are things that you really honestly can't teach. So. What's this process like being a senior boy? You have the combine coming up, then you got the draft after that. What's kind of the process been thus far to date? It's been fun. You know, it's a lot, but, you know, it's what you work for. It's what you dream of. You know, you got to do what you have to do. You know, you got to seize every opportunity, go out and, you know, just work. And, you know, most importantly, just make sure your mental straight is, is all right, you know, so. So if you get a phone call from 281 on draft night, just know you're coming to the right team, all right? Yes, sir, for sure. <laughs> Kobe, I appreciate yeah, the time. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, appreciate you. Look, I don't go down a mobile and not work a little bit. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm going to give you some Harris hits. I'm going to tell you what I think, but I'm going to do some recruiting too. I'm going to do some recruiting. Going to find me some players. Kobe Bryant's a player. He'd look good. Uh, and the red, white, and blue, the Texans, I'm telling you that right now. Liberty White on opening night with Kobe Bryant. Boy, that would be kind of sweet. I'll tell you that much. All right, it's fun catching up with Rashad. Fun catching up with Kobe. Then the, I think it was the American team came in. Is that right? Yeah, the American team came in. They had a lot more of the local Houston flavor. And there was one guy in particular that I was really, really excited to talk to. 
I've been covering his games from the time he set foot at Sam Houston State University. He and his twin brother were unbelievable. They're unbelievable dudes. And I got a call from one of my great friends who's an agent, and he called me, and uh, I always ask him, you know, who, who do you have this year? Who are, your, who are your guys? And he tells me that one of his guys is Zion McCollum. And I just, like, I almost cried. I was so excited for my buddy who's aged, and I was excited for Zion because my buddy's going to go to bat for him. I was so excited to see Zion down here in Mobile. And, of course, you know I had to get a few minutes with the All-American star of the Bearcats. Sam Houston Bearcats finest with me, Zion McCollum. Zion, first of all, I got to say, I would love to see your brother here, but I'm glad your brother's not here. Because a lot of times I get the two of you confused. I've called so many of your games with the two of you. What was it like to be able to play with your twin brother at Sam for the last four or five years? Really just indescribable memories that I'll cherish for the rest of my life. I mean, I have memories in Little League. When he was quarterback, I was receiver, and he's throwing me passes. And now to play defense on the same team at the level that Sam Houston was able to play at, it's just truly incredible, truly a blessing. You guys win a championship in the spring. You play 10 games, you got to turn around and then play in the fall. Then you guys end up playing 22 games in a year. First of all, how's the body feel after playing that many games and then cranking it back up to play here at the Senior Bowl? Surprisingly, the body feels great. I mean, I kind of adopted the mindset like NFL teams, they got 16, 18, 20 games, not including preseason. So if I can't play spring and fall, how do I expect to play in the NFL, you know? But so I take care of my body, getting the ice tubs, the extra stretching a lot. But I feel great in Senior Bowl. You only get one of these things, so got to feel great. I know there are some guys that come from non-Power 5 schools, and they play with that chip on their shoulder all week. You sort of feel that, or you just feel like, man, I got to go play and do what I do? I'm just focusing on trying to be the best version of myself with everything, interviews, uh, coaches, on the field, off the field, like everything. You know, the same approach that I took at Sam is the same approach I take in life and in everything, and I'm just taking it all in. I've asked this of a number of guys. I was up at your ring ceremony. I talked to Jaquez. I talked to uh, Noah. When Ify catches that touchdown in the end zone, and it looks like you guys are going to win a championship in the spring, what was that moment like for you guys? It was incredible. Being on defense, I knew we still had to go back out there and get a stop, of course. But just the relentlessness, the resilience, I mean, it was incredible. And Ife. You know, crazy player, Eric, slipping it in there. It's amazing. Like, I get goosebumps just thinking about it. I mean, I do too. I mean, I was sitting there watching with one of Sam Houston's most prominent alums, Don Sanders. Baseball stadium is named after him, and we're watching it. I'm just looking at him. I mean, he's 84 years old, and he's seen what you guys did. It was just incredible. Last one, Zion, as you think about going to the NFL, you play corner. You're a big corner. I'd imagine some teams maybe talk to you about playing safety. What's kind of the future for you? Do you want to stay a corner? Do you want to think about safety? What's kind of the future on the field for you in the NFL? Yeah, I feel comfortable playing any defensive back position, nickel, corner, safety. Of course, corner is what I'm most comfortable with. It's what I had a ton of snaps at. So that's what I'm pushing for right now. But my versatility is a strong asset to, to me, and it will be to any team that ends up taking their chance at me. So proud of you, man. Congratulations. Have a great week. I appreciate it. Now, I don't say this just because my buddy's his agent and I've been calling games as I'm a come. I thought this even before my buddy signed him. He, this Zion is always smiling. The whole entire interview, he was smiling, talking to me. 
It was just fantastic. I hope he gets an opportunity, boy. I'd love it to be in Houston. Little Zion McCollum, Kobe Bryant, your draft. Well, that would sound really, really nice. But the Bearcat from Galveston Ball has had one heck of a career. And his brother's rehabbing an injury, but uh, twin brother Tristan, who played safety at Sam Houston, I think both of them will get an opportunity to be in the NFL, no question. Now, a guy that in the 2021 draft that I loved, absolutely loved, was a safety, played a little bit like a linebacker, a little bit like a safety, a little bit like a corner, returned punts, Javon Holland. Well, we ran into Javon down in Miami as a rookie. First drive of the game, interception on corner out to Brandon Cooks. And I just remember thinking, dang it, I loved this guy. He ended up earning all-rookie honors. He's fantastic. He's going to be, I think he's going to be an all-pro player for Miami for a long time to come. A guy that I think plays the game similarly, now a little bit different body types, but similar in their mindset and the makeup, is another local young man from out of Stafford High School, right there, Stafford, Texas, driven through it my pretty much my entire young adult my entire adult life. And they produced a young man that went to Baylor by the name of Jalen Petrie. It was fun catching up with the Baylor Bear safety who can do a little bit of everything on the football field. All right, you come to the senior bowl. You're running some of your uh, Southwest Houston, Fort Bend County homeboys, and I got one with me right now, Jalen Petrie. Jalen, first of all, being from that part of the country, high school football, football matters a lot. There's barriers about to fall on us, but you just saved it just like you saved a lot of things. <laughs> what does it mean to be from that part of the country, and what did growing up there, playing high school football there, what did that mean to you and to your game in the future? It means a lot. You know, I'm, I'm big on family, and, you know, my family, you know, supported me throughout that process and it's always been about them I always try to you know go out and you know show that hunger in my game and I think that um, throughout my career I've been able to do that and it's been very you know successful up to this point so you guys rode the roller coaster at Baylor but you end about as high as you possibly can I want to go back to Jerry World and Oklahoma State coming up that much that short what was that feeling like when you realized he didn't make it and you won the Big 12 championship it was great. You know, it reminded me of summer workouts because there were times where, you know, we had um, sprints and I can remember sometimes we weren't touching the line and those little inches were, were counting and we had to do them over. And it's crazy to see the, the season end that way. So when coaches say that every inch matters, it, it really showed in that game. And, you know, that last play was, was definitely important. On the field, you appear fearless. There's nobody you won't hit, nobody you won't cover. What is it about your game that makes you a good fit for not only the NFL, maybe in Houston, but what makes you a good fit for the NFL? Yeah, uh, I think that my, the, the makes me what makes me a great fit is that I'm hungry. I'm hungry to learn, and you know I'm willing to learn. I love you know football. I'm passionate about the game, and you know I I, I love I love just everything about it. Like you said, the physicality is a big thing, and I take you know pride in going out there and making plays. So. That's just one piece of it, and, you know, I think I'll be, you know, happy to go to any NFL team. I'm really grateful to be in this position. But there would be one that would be really cool, right? For sure, for sure. <laughs> Jalen, I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you. You have a good one. Listen, man, like I said, I'm going there to do recruiting, too. Jalen Petrie would be look really good in Texas colors, and I know that his all his homeboys there would be right close 25 minutes away coming to see his games. You know I'm going to pump up that 281 area code, especially guys that are from that area. And Jalen Petrie is a dude 
a dude out on a football field. Had a great year, all Big 12. Uh, it was just incredible. All-American season there for the Bears, who won the Big 12 for the first time since 2014, I believe it was. So Jalen Petrie with a strong season. Now, our next guest also comes from Houston. He comes from the Cypress area, and he was one of the top recruits in the country. He was a five-star dude. Everybody knew about Leon O'Neal. And Leon was and has grown up in the Twitter era, social media era, and Leon likes to talk a lot, whether it's on Twitter, whether it's out on the field. And watching him at a and I would get frustrated. I would get frustrated watching him like, Leon, come on, man, just stop the talk and just play. Because, man, the talent's there, the dedication's there, all that's there. And it used to frustrate me. But I used to hear people talk about Leon as, no, 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 this guy, wow, we, we love this guy. And I, I, didn't, I didn't get it. Well, I spoke with Leon O'Neal down in Mobile at the media breakfast. And right afterwards, I tweeted, I get it. And you will too when you hear from Leon O'Neal. Giga Maggies. Alongside somebody that has never met a microphone he didn't like. Yeah. <laughs> I think he likes to talk. I think he's going to come after my job at some point. Uh, That's my man from Texas A&M, Leon O'Neal. Am I right? Do you ever stop talking? Uh, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. I just be juiced up, man. I love life, man. That's all. And you love football, right? I love football with all my heart. I've seen over the years, I've seen you grow from high school player being recruited, five-star recruit, everybody wanting you to go to A&M. Struggle a little bit early, but then you rise every single year. Right. What did you learn about playing a game? Yeah. What did you learn about yourself over those years you spent at AM? Well, my favorite thing about the game of football is because it teaches you that you need to worry about the process and not the result. I think I was so result-driven when I first got to college. And uh, when bad things happened, it was hard for me to, to deal with it. Uh, as far as injuries go, uh, not making a play that I wanted to make, uh, all that stuff played a part. You know, uh, it kind of led to depression my sophomore year. And I just kind of looked in the mirror and said, hey, I got to be a better man. I got to be a better person. I got to be a better teammate. I got to be better, you know. And uh, I don't want to look back and have no regrets at the end of the day when it's all this stuff said and done. I want to be the best safety I could be, best uh, man I could be, best teammate I could be. And the only way you can do that is if you, you know, put forth plan and apply pressure. So what I did was just apply pressure on myself every single day, waking up 5 o'clock in the morning, doing workouts by myself, uh, to the way I talk to people, how positive I am in situations, even if it get bad or even if it get good talk to my teammates even if we lose a game like hey we still got this stuff like that matters you know what I mean uh, asking them how their day was that stuff matters uh, but all that stuff kind of uh, accustomed to me not worrying me not worrying about myself and caring about everybody else uh, I guess you could say it helped my game a lot too because I, I, out there I played I played better I played faster uh, I just understood everything I was doing more often I just made plays on a defense filled with alphas yeah there was one seemingly that stood out every single week that had everybody's respect and attention, and that was you. What did it mean to be the leader, yeah. seemingly, from somebody watching from yeah. afar yeah. of that defense? Yeah, uh, it means a lot. I think uh, the biggest thing is, like, when you playing with these guys and you understand what, how much it means to them and how much it means to you, uh, and at the end of the day, what's important is winning. Uh, we didn't win like we wanted to, uh, wanted to win, unfortunately, but we, we, every time we came on that field, you see what the defense did. And uh, that's that's a big part of uh, me, Michael Clemens, uh, Marv Leal, 
um, Aaron Hansford, like guys out there, and even Miles Jones from afar when he was hurt. I mean, so everything played a part, man. We 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 want to win. We want to be great, uh, and that that just that was that's what pushed us. You know what I mean? Uh, I've been there four years, man. I want to see A and M do great things. Uh, one thing about me, when I'm in an organization, that's why I can't wait to the NFL stuff come on. When I, any organization that I am in, I'm going to naturally be a big part in it just because of the energy I, I bring, the kind of person I am, the kind of man I am, uh, and the kind of work that I put in. You know what I mean? I think that's what kind of like uh, led to everything it led to this year. You're from the greater Houston area, as I am. Played high school ball in the area. Yeah. We did. We understand what high school ball means. Yeah. How did that playing ball in that area help you become the player you are today? Yeah, uh, for sure. I, I think uh, high school taught me a lot. I mean, just the little little things about the game. I didn't even know how to backpedal my freshman year in high school <laughs> to me being one of the top safeties in the country coming to my junior year. So it just shows you just how much work you could put in. And how, I mean, it just, I mean, I go line up cones outside in the grass before Leon O'Neal was Leon O'Neal, before Wake Him Up was Wake Him Up, before. I was at Texas A&M Aggie and actually playing in, in that jersey. So, I mean, it, it, laid, it definitely laid the ground and the foundation for me uh, coming up. Leon, I appreciate your time. Best of luck this week. And hopefully, hopefully, there's a 281 area code going to call you on draft night. How would that feel? Oh, that feel crazy right there. <laughs> They're they getting the best safety in the draft. <laughs> appreciate it, Leon. Thank you. you. God bless you. There were six quarterbacks down here in Mobile. And of them, I would say Malik Willis was more than likely the clear winner. And probably the clear winner of the entire Senior Bowl. I mean, he put on a show with his rocket arm and the throws he made, the command he had in huddle. I mean, Malik Willis really put it on for everybody here in Mobile. But one of the six quarterbacks that was down here, and I thought had a good week, showed off a number of very pinpoint accurate passes. He had maybe one of the better throws of the week when he snuck one in on a sideline route. Uh, Zion McCollum was in coverage. I think it was um, I think it was Ontario Drummond from Ole Miss who on Tuesday, couldn't catch a cold. But I'm telling you, Z Bailey Zappi, quarterback from Western Kentucky via HBU, stuck one in there, and I'm like, whoa, that's a tremendous throw. Well, I had a chance to talk to Bailey about a number of things, his years at HBU, setting the record at Western Kentucky, and what he wanted to show the scouts being down there in Mobile, Alabama for the Senior Bowl. Standing next to a record-setting quarterback one of the greatest, if not the greatest, passing seasons in college football history. But I want to talk to Bailey Zappi about his years at HBU. Bailey, you transferred to Western Kentucky. Everybody knows what you did Western Kentucky. But I saw you as a young buck at HBU. What did those years at HBU do for you, a young kid out of Victoria? I mean, it did a lot for me. Um, you know, looking back at it, um, those are really the years that, you know, got me to where I am today. Um, being under Coach Sheely, um, being underneath that program for those four years is honestly the best thing that ever happened to me, and um, it's really helped me grow as a player on and off the field. As you go through this Senior Bowl process, what do you want to show? What do you want to show everybody this week, all the scouts watching you? Hey, they know about this one year Western Kentucky and Zach's offense, and you throw it around the yard a little bit, but what do you personally want to show this week? Um, you know, just being myself, really. Uh, that's the main thing for me this week is just, you know, continue to be myself. Um, another thing is, is um, being able to show that I can, um, you know, recall the you know, NFL offense, be able to understand NFL offense and be able to run it, run a huddle, and, you know, little things like that that they look into. One of the things I always ask young quarterbacks when they get to the NFL, especially at this stage, it's the first time they hear the plays in their helmet. 
How is that? Is that frustrating at all? Have you gotten used to that here in the place, come through your helmet during practice? Uh, I like it, honestly. It's, it's pretty cool. I've never had that. Um, all of our stuff has been signals yeah. and stuff like that, but to have the mic in your or the speakers in your head, uh, helmet is, is pretty cool, honestly. I like it. What's been the biggest adjustment for you so far? I know you're only one practice in, but what's the biggest adjustment from college to here? I know throwing an NFL football sounds weird, but the ball's a little different, hash marks a little tighter. What's the biggest difference thus far through one practice? Um, you know, just, I mean, the biggest thing, I've been throwing the football for the last month and a half, so I'm pretty used to that. Um, the biggest thing is, you know, this whole draft prep, I've been working on our center, uh, you know, at WKU and HB, I was primarily in the gun. Um, so getting used to under center stuff, under center three, five, seven, play action under center, um, it's kind of been the biggest difference, but I really got used to that. And then, you know, just diving deep into the NFL playbook is something different, um, different lingo, different verbiage. So it's been fun. Being from Victoria, I'm going to ask, Houston Texans, your team or no? And you can lie to me. It's okay. They're all 32 teams on my team, that's for sure. <laughs> Bailey, appreciate your time, man. Yes, Thank sir. you. Thank you. All right, that was done like you would expect a quarterback to do it, man. <laughs> very, very politically correct. Nice job, Bailey. Uh, although, yes, we would like you uh, to be back home uh, here in Houston. Speaking of being at home, there's a guy in Mobile who, well, home means a lot to him. His name is Spencer Burford. If you haven't heard of him, he, he was an all-conference USA tackle at University of Texas San Antonio. Now, in high school, and coming out of high school, Spencer could have gone anywhere he wanted to. He's a four-star recruit. He's getting recruited by all the big schools, but he's also being recruited by Frank Wilson, who was the then head coach at UTSA. Now, Frank Wilson um, is one of the best recruiters there's ever been. He could he could get anybody to go anywhere. He could have gotten me to go to Harvard, uh, and I hate Harvard. He could have gotten me to go there. He's that, that great a recruiter. Well, he got Spencer Burford to believe that something special was happening at UTSA, that they could build something there. And after Spencer's career was over, he would look back and see the fruits of his labor, that he had built something. It meant something to stay in San Antonio, and so he did. And he carved out a career, three-year starter there, and then this year at UTSA, it was an incredible season. They went undefeated uh, up until the last game of the year, lost that game, but ended up winning Conference USA, beating Bailey Zappi's uh, Western Kentucky Hilltoppers, went to a bowl game, finished the year 12-2, and the best season in UTSA history, and... One of the major reasons why was this young man, Spencer Burford. And when I asked him about being in Mobile and how excited he was to be in Mobile, he made sure that he mentioned the fact that he and Tariq Woolen were both there in Mobile together to show what they could do. Sales off the gear. Um, me and my boy Reek, we came out here and uh, we take care of business out here to boost our draft stock up. But uh, it's a blessing just to be here. What do you want to show the scouts? You had a great career at UTSA. What do you want to show the scouts this week? Left, right, guard, tackle, whatever. What do you want to show the scouts? Uh, I can show them that I can play anywhere. Uh, I'm real versatile, especially on the offensive line. Uh, anywhere you need me, I can most likely play. Um, I like playing left tackle. I feel comfortable out there. But um, I just want to show them my tenacity, my nationness, and uh, show them my strength just to show that um, it doesn't matter what conference that you play with. Uh, come out here and compete. And uh, if you ball, you ball, you know what I'm saying? So that's how I feel about it. You stayed at home. You're a four-star recruit. You could have gone a lot of places, but you stayed at home. Why? What did it mean to you to stay at UTSA? Fast forward four years, you win a championship. It's crazy times in San Antonio for the program. Why did you stay? 
was it to win the championship? What was it about San Antonio that you want to stay at UTSA and build something? So the thing was, uh, Coach Frank Wilson had recruited me, and uh, he talked about the vision about building the city. We had the seventh largest city in the country. And so um, as far as that, um, it was mainly from building something up in the city. Um, so I'm a, I was a big recruit, of course, coming out of uh, high school. So me staying, we'll try to keep local kids in. A lot of our local talent will go out, and they will excel in other places. And I feel like if you're a baller, they said the NFL will find you regardless of where you go. So I was like, why not? Like, just go ahead and uh, ball out in, in, in my city where I was raised and try to put them on the map at the same time, doing something bigger than myself. And so I stayed. And um, it was first a rough two years, you know, just starting to get everything weeded out and stuff like that, getting the team chemistry and stuff like that. And um, so Coach Shirley came in and established the culture, and um, everybody bought into the system. And then so um, we had a great well back end on my career. So it was really a Cinderella story, you know, um, just how it all ended, winning the championship, almost going undefeated the whole season. Uh, it was a blessing, man. Have you thought about in the NFL staying in the state of Texas Maybe moving a little bit to the east about three hours. Have you thought about maybe a team like that joining the NFL? But in all seriousness, have you thought about moving out of San Antonio? It would be the first time, really, you've been away from San Antonio. What, it, what will it mean to get to a different city and kind of learn that city and play in the NFL? Uh, just to learn that city, um, like I said, getting out of your comfort zone, um, just seeing how everything operates, um, just seeing how you, how you work in a different environment would be good for me. Um, at the same time, like, I love Texas. I'm not gonna lie to you, I'm a Texan at heart. And so, uh, just just being just being a Texas kid, being a Texas dude, um, I love my state. But um, if it does call me to go somewhere else and learn how everything operates, I'll do that. Um, as far as the NFL goes, um, I'm gonna soak everything up. I'm gonna open, uh, be open-minded, and um, I'm gonna take coaching well and uh, take advice. I mean, you gotta soak everything up in this game. Nobody has all the answers at the end of the day, and so I feel like you can learn something new every day. Spencer, congratulations on a great college career and best of luck to you on your pro career. I appreciate it. Man, that was a good time. Getting a chance to catch up with prospects and talk about their games, talk about where they're from, and obviously a lot of them got Houston ties, so that was fun as well. So really appreciated being here in Mobile. And never know, one of those guys ends up being a Texan. We'll have that for posterity's sake. But it's for your enjoyment this week, and it is in the lab. Big thanks. For listen, we'll be back next week, Drew and I, together as I get back to Houston. So we'll see you then, everybody. Have a great one.